When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, hey, how you doing? Hey, I do hope you're doing well, everybody. This is Jim McCarran's back again with the good, the bad, and the TV on the number one podcast network for professionals. It's the Believe Podcast Network. Check us out on Believe.com or subscribe to us on the platform of your choice. Let us know how we're doing. I appreciate that. Now let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV. The year is 2015. A new year framed by a pair of new laws, one on each coast. California bans revenge porn. And New York, well, New York bans taking selfies with a live tiger. Now you know. The key word this year, the key phrase, same-sex marriage. Being ruled about and overruled about in state courts the whole country over. Until in a 5-4 to decision come June, the U.S. Supreme Court shuts it all down with its own ruling. Saying that the Constitution guarantees same-sex marriage as a right. So there. Enter the new fights about bakery cakes, this being the reasonable and progressive country it is. In 2015, Zokar Zarnaev is sentenced to death for his role in the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings. President Obama reestablishes full diplomatic ties with Cuba. And Radio Shack, sorry to say, files for Chapter 11. In other news, NBC announces that it's suspending lying liar Brian Williams. Bruce Jenner announces that he's no longer Bruce Jenner. NAACP chapter president Rachel Dolezal announces that she's no longer black. The U.S. Olympic Committee announces its choice of Los Angeles for the American bid for the 2024 Olympics. The IOC announces its choice of Paris as the concluding choice, police announce an arrest warrant for Bill Cosby and, over the course of about three months this year, 6,824 people announced plans to run for president in 2016. In 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens is released. Jon Stewart leaves The Daily Show. And in May, David Letterman ends his 22-year run as host 
of The Late Show on CBS. It's an historic ending, with a curious beginning. To appreciate the closing chapter on this Emmy-laden late-night career, second only to Johnny Carson in its longevity, the mere mention of which conjures up unerasable memories of Drew Barrymore topless and Farrah Fawcett brainless, of Watermelons and Alka-Seltzer, of Andy and Crispin and Joaquin and Cher, of drive through pranks, and of just bulbs, the light bulb store, is to remember where and how it all starts for Letterman, not as far back as his local weatherman days in the early 1970s, or with his 1978 TV series debut on the woeful and rightfully short-lived Mary Tyler Moore variety show. But in 1980, when late shows retiring David Letterman gets his talk show start, in the daytime. In an era when the big draws on daytime TV are card sharks, The Price is Right, and soaps and sitcom reruns, The David Letterman Show is a bit of a hexagonal peg in a round hole when it comes to NBC on June 23, 1980. But the network is high on the comedian and wants him as one of its everyday utility players. From a June 2020 piece in UltimateClassicRock.com. Quote Letterman had become a familiar face thanks to his appearances on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, which began in 1978. As a guest and occasional fill in host, Letterman started cultivating his own following with his sarcastic jokes and dry wit appealing to a younger demographic. Executives at NBC took notice of this rising talent and decided Letterman was ready for his own daytime vehicle. End quote. It's a Monday through Friday live show to which Letterman brings his own writers, but for which the network, with its own long-term vision for the show, assigns him a producer of its choosing. His name is Bob Stewart, a veteran of old-school game shows like Password to Tell the Truth and The $10,000 Pyramid. You can see the problem here. Evidently, NBC head Fred Silverman wants a show that's equal parts talk and service with a cast of regulars, formula TV stuff. But Letterman, starting with those writers who he brings along, has his own ideas. Ideas that are more about smashing convention rather than adhering to them, mostly with offbeat comedy. Stewart and Letterman clashed from the start. A case of the tried, represented by Stewart, versus Letterman's determination to be true to himself. Stewart ends up leaving the job before the first show even airs. The David Letterman show does begin as scheduled on Monday the 23rd, though. It's a daytime free-for-all, decades before most of TV itself is. And so it's a bit off-putting. A hard-to-pin-down mix of silly and arcane, of straight and comical interviews of music from both a house band and guest performers. It even offers straight news updates in the middle of the show from NBC veteran newsman Edwin Newman, which, five years after the start of the Saturday Night Live weekend update segment, comes off to some in the studio audience as a comedy bit. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's the news from that day. 
In the future, it'll all be classic Letterman stuff, minus the news, but on summer mornings in 1980, some are perplexed. Although, to be fair, Letterman's growing fan base, those young college students, many of which are in the audience, seem to like it. Generally, though, it's not going over well, both in the ratings and in the upstairs offices. Again, from ultimateclassicrock.com's Look Back, quote, It's irreverent, sardonic, and completely different from anything else on television. Years later, talk show host Conan O'Brien, who was in high school at the time, recalled watching with amazement. Letterman's hair resembled an ill-fitting vintage leather motorcycle helmet, O'Brien recalled. His front teeth had a massive gap that looked almost painted on as a joke. He was wearing the requisite broadcaster's tie, but khaki pants and Adidas sneakers. His set looked wrong as if thrown together minutes before the show. Strange photos of dogs decorated the wall behind him. And then there was his manner. His smile was not ingratiating, but mischievous. And ever so slightly malevolent. He was not comfortable in his own skin, at a time when everyone on television, by definition, was comfortable in their own skin. And on top of that, he was doing a comedy show in the morning. What the hell? Who does a comedy show in the morning? What's wrong with this guy? Who let this happen? End quote. A few weeks in, the show and its host do seem to be hitting a smoother, if still irreverent, stride. Real people, man on the street footage, viewer mail, small town news, even an on-air wedding. But it's getting to be a bit for naught. The ratings remain just not great. Some local stations are dropping the show, going back to game shows. And in August, the show is cut back to an hour. Letterman is said to phone concerned station managers to ask them to stick with it, but to little avail. By the end of September, it's official that David Letterman's show will end in a month. A month during which Letterman and company, in a why-the-hell-not move, up the ante on edgy, enter stupid Petrix, and live visits to viewers' homes. The last show airs on October 24th. NBC still has faith in Letterman, though. When the show's over and other potential employers begin to sniff around, the network pays him a million dollars to remain unemployed for a year, during which it tries to see what it can come up with. What it comes up with, of course, is Late Night with David Letterman, a new and only somewhat more conventional talk show slotted to follow Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. It premieres in February 1982. The late night time slot is a better fit. Where unusual and edgy are the hallmarks. Stupid Petrix, Larry Bud Melman, Paul Schaefer, Alka-Seltzer Suits, the trolling of network executives and other NBC shows. The rules here are smashed as easily as watermelons dropped from the roof. Welcome liberation from conventional talk shows is what the Associated Press calls it quote-unquote, especially among those young iconoclasts. They make Letterman what producer Barry Sands calls part of the culture. Quote, It's more than all the Letterman t-shirts you see in the Hamptons. Around town, you're constantly hearing references to stupid Petricks, to elevator races. These things are in the vernacular. Columnists say of something now that it's Letterman-esque. End quote. 
1993, after 11 years in NBC Late Night and 13 years after his brief entry in the talk show field, Letterman takes his brand to CBS for 22 years. He's the now-retired Johnny Carson's successor in the time period if on a different network. If you try to define it, manager Jack Rollins once offers of the Letterman style, it almost goes away. It's as good a quoted summary as any. Centered on an idiosyncratic personality, Rollins says it offers unpredictability, irony, parody, and absurdity, wrapped up in what he calls a Midwestern wasp All-American. Two years before the CBS retirement, both of David Letterman's late-night shows are combined to rank 41st on TV Guy's 60 Best TV Series of All Time. And each can be traced to his 17 weeks on the air in the summer and fall of 1980, and a 2015 Esquire piece that marks the CBS finale under the headline, Let's Not Forget David Letterman's Hilarious Innovative Morning Show. Bob Sassoni writes, quote, Yes, it was incredibly short-lived and not really watched by anyone except certain people of a certain age, or people who happened to know exactly who the hell this guy was because of his guest-hosting stints on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. It was also brilliant. Irreverent, slightly askew, especially for a time slot that up until then was filled with a trio of game shows. Letterman obviously honored the tradition of all the talk show hosts that had come before him, Johnny, Steve Allen, Jack Parr, but at the same time wanted to dismantle that history, slightly. Letterman is probably the biggest influence in American comedy of the past 40 years. End quote. You gotta believe. I'm Jim McCarrens. Let's talk it up again next week here on The Good, The Bad, and The TV. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted. Where I felt adventures pulse with every step. And where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota. So little time.